Welcome back to Tice Talks with Dr. David Tice. This is episode 15, a continuation of our series on raising God's kids in Sin City, which, by the way, is also the name of one of Dr. Tice's most incredible books. Of course, none of them are not incredible, but you can pick up Raising God's Kids in Sin City at davidtice.com. We're going to talk today about how to develop an attitude of gratitude in your children and joining Dr. Tice and myself is Miss Charity, well, Mrs. Charity Berkey. Do you prefer Ms.? Always a pleasure to be here. Uh, no, I oh. prefer Mrs. Mrs. Okay, just, yes. you know, have I to I raised sure. my children right. She knows <laughs> ah, the proper, <laughs> the proper uh, prefixes to yes. use. I prefer doctor. Doctor? <laughs> okay, doctor. I do too. Well, doctor. But I can't <laughs> legally call myself that. <laughs> Yet. We can put some pixie dust on you and just declare that you are a Dr. doctor. Berkey. I'll print no, you out a certificate. will be there before I will ever, that's for sure. Mm. Well, Do you call him Master Berkey? Master, sometimes. Because he has his master's yes, degree? Yes, he has his master's. Yeah. Can okay. I interrupt? Sure. Okay, it's your great. podcast. I would like to do that. <laughs> I would like to say this is Tice Talks. I am Dr. David Tice, and uh, this is... Tice Talks, which is more than a conversation. And uh, we, t- we want to talk about things that are very practical in your life, things that will help you. We have been going through our book. Our book is Raising God's Kids in Sin City. The second chapter of that book talks about having fun with your family. And it's so important that we enjoy our family, that we, not, we, that we, uh, that we teach our children as Christians, that it's the greatest life in the world, that we have Jesus Christ living inside of us. Therefore, we should have joy, and we should be able to show the world the joy that we have. So you can read all about that in our book. Uh, You you can get that book. How do you get that book, Charity? If you go to davidtice.com, you'll be able to go to resources, and you can purchase a book for just $9.99. Very simply, go get that. In fact, in this chapter, it's so good. I read it again yesterday and it has lists of what you can do with your family lists like I think there were 60 different things you listed off that not just has the list of what to do with your family but it teaches you how to create memories sometimes you're like you're with your four-year-old and you're like you can only tea party for so long you know and there's only so many monster trucks you can throw down the stairs you know and um, this teaches you how to make that fun for yourself as well as for them. You know what I need to do? I need to go back through that. I was looking the other day. I was trying to think of something fun to do when I had your four children at my house, and I was thinking, <laughs> what can I do that's fun? I this know great that I used resource to, I, yeah, so, <laughs> called Raising God's Kids. That's, that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to go read that book and see what, uh, see what I said. It was written by such a wise man with years of experience raising well children and grandchildren. Now, for us growing up, <laughs> We had, we were very grateful, honestly, because we didn't have a lot. We didn't have a lot of stuff. And so anytime somebody did give us something, I remember my Aunt June would tell my mom, she would say, I love giving things to your children. She'd say it with her thick accent, her, her English accent. <laughs> yes. She said, they're always so grateful for everything. Did she love buying you Happy Meals? She that was something everyone always loved buying us was anything where we got our own. Personal? Yes. We didn't have to share the fries. Like, there are four of you. You will share that small fry. <laughs> and you would just be like, but Josh is going to eat them. Seven oh. waters That's and yes. seven Whoppers. Yes. Because they were 99 cents That's exactly each. right. <laughs> Man, we drove across country on our Whopper vacation. Yeah. Do you remember oh, that? Yes. We I got remember. everybody, everybody got a Whopper. 
And uh, then we would stop at that 76 gas station. And yeah, and you guys got to have those big gulps. That's right. We didn't because we weren't allowed to have sugar, right? Yes. <laughs> we were, they Deprive were, your children and they will be grateful. <laughs> we drove across country with six kids in a, or, or four kids and, and my wife and I in a, in a Ford Fiesta. It cost us like a hundred bucks to drive all the way to Pennsylvania back then. And we would... We we uh, they had 76 gas stations. The 76 gas station had uh, they would give everybody in the car a a uh, a free drink if you filled up your car. Well, it only took us like wow. seven bucks to fill up the car, and then we would get seven dollars worth of free drinks. That's incredible. And, you know, I wasn't so grateful for the you know you order off the dollar menu and you get one thing lifestyle when as a child and right. then we'll share the fry but now i don't think i have ever ordered like a meal deal quote unquote I'm like right. why would why? i pay for why did i waste my money I'll dollar menu all day <laughs> right <laughs> so do they still have, have dollar menus though, oh yeah yeah okay, well right. they the thing is though for us like now in the united states we really have a lot of stuff a lot of fam i know that god has just given us Tons of stuff. And I know that goes along with, you know, give and it shall be given unto you. I know those are the blessings. God says that you're going to have so much more than you can even contain. And, um, but just because you have stuff doesn't necessarily you're having, mean you're having fun. Um, but we talk about in the second chapter how to have fun with your family. And you talk about doing things doing activities and how to do things with your kids. But oftentimes when you do all these things with kids, they are start, they become accustomed to it. Yeah, they can become and they ungrateful. they get used to they, it. They, it just is the nat. They think everybody does that stuff. Right. In fact, we had a little boy that came over to our house that um, isn't used to doing anything with his family at all. He comes over quite a lot. And I said to, I looked over to him. One of my kids was complaining. And I looked over to him. I said, do you think my kids are spoiled? And he said, with his eyes really big and serious, and he shook his head, yes. <laughs> and I said, we have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of things to be grateful for, don't we? And he said, yeah. And I told him, I told him then I was able to explain to the little boy the reason God has blessed us and the reason that we have stuff, but that we still have to learn to be grateful even when we have so much. doesn't matter what we have. If we have a little or a lot, we need to have the attitude of gratitude. When we first it. when we first moved into this building, uh, we were doing work around the building. I had all the kids here, and Mom made a, a pot roast um, and a crock pot and brought it over here. We had a guy who was helping. He was a single man, and he was helping do some work around the uh, the uh, church. And we said, "Hey, you want to join us for dinner?" And he, we sat down and had dinner, and um, we sat down. Uh, he sat across the table, and we all sat around. We thanked the Lord for the food, and then we started passing out the food. And I said, I said, what do you guys have for dinner at your house? He said, I've never had a family dinner. Hmm. That yeah. was really... And that is... And there's a lot of people... I think that, that we'll talk about this later, but that's a lot of... Um, a lot of people don't realize the blessings that God has given to them. So but, we need to talk about specifically, in fact, I'd like you to expound uh, uh, on how is it that we teach our children specifically, how do, you, how do you teach my grandchildren 
how to be grateful, how to be thankful so for the good things that they've that they've that they've had. That we're still obviously we're in the middle of it. We our oldest is eleven and our youngest is four, and we have four kids. Um, when my youngest, my oldest was about three or four years old, I was so frustrated with how how unthankful he was, and so I looked up focusonthefamily.com, and I messaged them on Facebook, and I said. I need some resources on how to train my child to be grateful. And they're really great about responding with lots of different resources. And the next day I got a message and I opened it up thinking, okay, good. Now I can train my child how to be thankful. And the first thing they said was, well, the, what you need to do is first make sure that you are grateful yourself. Isn't that amazing? And that just hit me right in the heart. I thought, you know, I probably... He's and they said what children do is they emulate who their parents are, and if you're having a child who is consistently ungrateful, a lot of times it points right back to yourself. And then they gave me some other tools. You know, and some helpful. people wouldn't take that; they'd say, "Oh, this get rid of this stuff." But you, you have to have a teachable spirit, right? And say, "Lord, teach me." I, I years ago started saying, "I need to learn to enjoy instead of endure," because yeah. we'd go someplace. And you girls were really funny about this. We would go someplace, and we'd be go, like go through a, a theme park, and one of you would be holding onto my other arm, one arm, and the other one would hold on. Drag arm. you down. And it was like dragging you across. And it wasn't like you. It was just like. I'm reaping are, that right now, they, just they, so they, you they, know. You, you just drag them, and you say, "Don't," and you want to say, "Get off of my arm!" Just, just don't rip my arm off i just wanted to hold your arm i'm hot i'm sweaty please don't touch me yeah. right now <laughs> that's what i instead, i have found I instead of being thankful and i just thought i used that to you have a little girl hanging on your that's arm. exactly right i used mm -hmm. to say to myself one of these days i'll wish that there that there was somebody hanging on my arm I, i'll wish when i was going through a theme park that there was one of my daughters and so i would just tell myself be grateful uh, enjoy this. Don't just endure this. I I, deter I determined that I would refuse to complain about anything, uh, and I think that's so important because if you're complaining about the way we have, we don't have this, and why do we don't have that, then they're just going to naturally, like you said, imitate you. Yeah, you can see that in your own children, even like during during any time that things are going on in the world, if you're having. Um, I know recently everyone was commanded to wear masks, and I have seen in my own children them repeat things that I have said about masks. And I thought, oh, I need to, I need to be careful with my attitude about different things that we are required to do, and just show, you know, you know, we're just going to do what God wants us to do, and we're going to be thankful that we can actually breathe. After all, God is in control of even the governor. Yes. <laughs> whether I agree with the governor or not. <laughs> well, that's another story. That's a different podcast. So be thankful yourself. So in everything, in Paul everything. says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Did Christ Did he write Jesus that in prison? You. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Probably yeah. wrote that in prison. Yeah, we went Philippians, and visited. so he yeah. it was in prison. Yep. Um, number two, teach them how to be thankful. Now you think, well, what? how to be instead of just expecting them to be thankful because a lot of times we just think oh, i can't believe my kids I, you know they're so they're so gritty all they want they want another lego set or they want the next poly pocket or whatever 
the big thing is. Another Hatchimal. But how about a cabbage patch kid? Teach, oh yeah. <laughs> teach them how. So you you and mom made us write thank you notes. That was one of the how tos. You yeah, sat mom, us down. Yeah, mom was very very very, very adamant about, about thank you notes. I don't know about you, Charity, but my parents did the same thing, and it was, and we were there very specific with you will not write thank you for the five dollars. Love Crystal. You will yes. write. Thank, Thank you for, you for the $5. The $5. This, this is, is what, what I, I bought with for it. it. Yes. This is how I'm using it now. This is why I love it so much, and I can't wait to add it to whatever. Yes. Like, it had to be an actual oh, letter, so not a sentence. We have gotten thank you notes from college graduates. For that like follow the same pattern. That, that follow the <laughs> thank you for the $25 gift card. Love. State oh, your dear. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> But that's it has to be taught. Yeah. Because if my parents hadn't told me that, they just said, "Okay, write the thank you." I would have said, "Thank you for the five dollars. Love me." So uh, we talked about um, how Dave Young he teaches all. He's an evangelist. They're dear friends of ours, and they have five children. And he taught all of their kids to say he did this. The dad did this to say to mom after dinner, "Thank you, and I love you. Thank you, and I love you." After they're picking up dinner, "Thank you for dinner, and I love you." And since they're evangelists, they go to people's houses and their little six-year-old girl will go up and say, thank you, and I love you to the hostess. <laughs> her name's Charity, too. Yeah, her name's Charity. Yeah. I love that, listening to that. But I think we need to teach. Uh, that's so important. We need to teach our kids gratefulness. We need to teach them to express that gratefulness. We would go. We would go. If Anytime we went to somebody's home, for whatever reason, we would have a little... A sermon right before uh, oh, we yes. came in. I remember driving. Mom up. even called it the sermon. She would say, and I quote, "David, are you going to give them the sermon, or will I?" I can remember specifically driving up one <laughs> My time. My parents would and do the Matthew, exact thing. Matthew said, "Matthew said, okay, David, <laughs> are you going to give the sermon, or is mom?" And uh, I thought, oh, okay. So we started the sermon early. And what was the sermon? It was teaching us how to be thankful and how to properly act. So if if you're going to sit at a table, whatever they put on your plate, you eat. You don't complain about it. Even if you don't like it, then you eat it anyway. You And you say thank you and you're polite and you don't go into the house until they invite you into the house. And when you do go into the house, you stay next to us until they tell you you may go in the back room and if the sermon was violated <laughs> there were consequences that's exactly right it the end of the world it's surprising that charity and i are here we with are us live. today <laughs> but there were consequences it was a teaching moment it was something that they taught us this is what's expected this is what i want you to do this is how i want you to perform this is what's going to happen. And this is the thanks. And that this you're will give be the back. consequence if you don't yeah. give that, show that thankfulness. This is what is right. And they, you had explained to us, what if someone came to our house and they came and they did this and you did all this for us? Would you? And they just left. Would you? Would you want them to say thank you? Would you want them to show gratitude? Would you want that in your life? So uh, the the sermon was always very helpful. I we one time we went to your. Um, to my wife's Uncle John and uh, Aunt Leona's house. Now, they were missionaries. These were missionaries that served in um, Ecuador uh, for many, many years. And they were old. They were like 90s. They were really neat people, too, because you went, 
they were connected with Jim Elliott and um, Elizabeth Elliott. That's really cool. It was. So it was neat to hear the stories. Yeah, and it the, was fascinating to me when we go because I had read all of the Elliott's books. And, and so they would tell us, they would actually tell us stories of ha- what happened. Yeah, because like Nate Saint's daughter or son was like a ring bearer or a flower girl in their wedding. Rachel I mean, Saint. Neat. Yeah, yeah, they were all connected. It was neat to hear those stories. So they were now retired and they're living in Pennsylvania and we were invited. A wonderful we, place to we, live, we, by we the were, way. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were, uh, we were there back in Pennsylvania visiting Anna's mom and they wanted us to come over for dinner. So we told the kids, whatever they put on your plate, you eat. There's no complaining about anything. Well, I happen to hate peas. I think that they were part of the curse. Oh, no. I think they came they came uh, along with the curse. You know what? God this is something that we agree on. Pe- peas, yes. I mean, we agree on many things, but this is something we, we very have, much agree oh, really? on. Really? We're soulmates on we this are. whole thing. Okay, so... <laughs> so peas are... <laughs> I, th- I think that although Satan cannot create, I feel that peas entered the world post... Curse. The fall. Well, yes, I think so too. And that Satan it, I, himself. I believe I'm, they're part of. The, they're part the, of the curse. That's it. That's yes, it. So, I agree. So how do so we become so theologically sound? Uh, for, <laughs> so for let me tell you this story. This story is, I sat down. We sit down at the table, and they got the whole table spread out. And Matthew, my oldest, is sitting right next to me. And so they come and they put peas. They, they put, Matt's about fifteen or sixteen yeah, at this so they're, time. Yeah. So they're putting all the mashed potatoes and everything on all the kids' plates, we get to serve ourselves because we're adults, which meant that I was going to take the peas and just pass them on, and I wouldn't have to take them. <laughs> so what happened when we, got to, 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 when we got to Matthew, he grabbed the bowl of peas, and he took a scoop, and he took a, like two scoops and put them on my plate for me. I would me. have beat that boy. And then <laughs> we passed <laughs> We passed the plates around, and I'm looking at him like, I am going to kill you. And uh, so anyway. And yet he is alive today. This is the testament <laughs> to the goodness of God. <laughs> Forgiveness. The, uh, Topic anyway, of a later podcast. teaching them, but you had to teach us. That's it right. wasn't like something that comes naturally. We naturally complain. We naturally don't like peas. Don't like peas. We naturally endure things instead of enjoy things. So they have to be taught before it's expected. And so, 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 number one, you have to be thankful yourself, and number two, you need to, uh, you need to teach show us. them mm-hmm. how to be thankful. Right. Teach so them. Take that time to teach them how to do it before before you expect it from them. So the third thing. Do you want me to say it? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, work for what you want. Now, you guys always provided for our needs. We were never, we never went without food, clothing, housing, or fun. I mean, we always had a wonderful time. But what we wanted was something we were taught to work for, even good things. I worked and worked and saved hundreds of dollars to send myself to Christian camp. As a teenage girl. Yeah, you guys would go like for two or three weeks because you guys would earn the money earn by the money. selling candy bars and right. doing Right, so that's stuff. an important distinction too, I think. This isn't saying pay your children to do chores. You no. can. Yeah, you can do that. But you don't need to. Right. You can work and make money other ways. Right. We would, my we grandfather would, had his exactly. own business and he had to make sales books every year and he would pay us a dime a book. And we had to make hundreds of these things. Yeah. 
<laughs> but we made money and we worked for it and that was and our teaching money. them and then to we work outside with of that home. money mm-hmm. okay now this is what you do with that money you get right. 10% goes here Give it to God it goes to God and then you have savings yeah. and you have spending and then it wasn't just even though it was our money it wasn't just we spend it willy-nilly however we want it either so often it is and it, it's not it's not like oh it's your you know it, I don't want to say it's not the parents' fault that these kids are given a lot. I have friends that there, so many aunts and uncles yes. are given tons of stuff to yeah. these kids. And they think, what do I do? I don't want my child to be spoiled. I don't want them. But. Right. Um, well, like Trey scoops poop for me sometimes exactly. in my house. And Charity's told me, please don't give him $20. Wait, to can scoop you the say poop. that? Right. Are you allowed to say what you <laughs> scoop, scoop poop yes, on? Yes, I, I, I'm podcast. familiar with the FCC guidelines, but <laughs> okay. you're allowed to say okay. that. <laughs> yes, he has a pooper scooper <laughs> business, he and does. he says that's what he calls it. And he calls it, "We're number one at picking up number two. <laughs> that is his logo. <laughs> <laughs> but, but through that, right now he is saving. He's got a hundred and ten dollars, and he is. Uh, this is after his tithing, and after his, um, he's allowed. He keeps it. He can. He doesn't have to do this. But I told him after every hundred dollars he earns. It'll go to a car, and I'll add ten dollars to every to for when he's only eleven. And he has told me this at least five times. Has he's he? very excited about so this. So he's earned, and this is all through his little pooper scooper business. <laughs> but he goes, he goes to different people's homes. He'll pull weeds. He'll pick. But like it, Crystal said, I tell people, please do not give them. He will have people give him. Oh, he's just so sweet. And they'll give him $40 for picking up like 10 pieces of poop. And you're like, I know I don't want to let it, but I, it's all sent to the right places. But you think you want him to understand a right work ethic. Yeah. You're normally not going to get $40 for that. You're going to get $8 an hour working so at just, McDonald's. Well, just be faithful and, and God will bless you from time to time. That's what I would teach him. Listen, um, the it, it's really really uh, important too that we teach them. Like we used to make you guys work to earn money to buy gifts for brothers, for and, br- sisters. brothers and sisters, and that makes them grateful to be able to give. Yes, uh, I, it, it makes Christmas so much it, more fun. It really is. I Joshua was like amazing at this. Oh, Joshua, yes. just loved earning money so he could buy stuff for. You could ask Josh. That was the only nice thing he ever did to me growing up. Wow. Ask him. Purposeful. Ask him. I'm going to text him right now and find out. He was the best gift giver. He would work so hard. Uh, He would go around. He had Josh's Curb and Can company. He had a little radio flyer wagon that we got secondhand somewhere. And we, he would take a thing of paint and he would paint the curbs for people. He'd say, oh, I'll, I'll paint your curb, the house number, on your sidewalk. And I can paint your trash can, put your sidewalk. $5 for the curb, $5 for the can. And he'd make 10 bucks, and he would, and, and he, how old was he, 11? 13. When he, 13, 13. When he started doing that, he'd go around, just smile at people, knock on the door, and he would paint all these people's he made hundreds and hundreds of dollars i remember him coming up and showing me necklaces out of a magazine like a real necklace saying i think i'm gonna get this for mom do you think she'll like this 
something that was like $90, and he's a 13-year-old little boy. Yeah, I remember him making $90 in a day one day. That was his big day. Incredible. I, I thought, you know what I also remember? I thought, I'm going to go start, start painting curbs and cans. <laughs> I also remember that 13-year-old little boy ordering Pizza Hut, having it delivered, and not sharing it. <laughs> He worked for it. That's his pizza. No, this is how he I can would share re- it. I can, I he would say, remember. you can pay me $5. And then I'll give he you. paid $6 for the entire yes. pizza. He's, yes. This boy was an entrepreneur from the get-go. Oh, and you, did, you give him the th- did you give him the $5 and and were you thankful? That's what I, I, I never had $5. <laughs> Girls were not allowed to go out front in the house by ourselves. We lived in unsafe Las Vegas. But I babysat. I babysat so much growing up, and that's where I got to earn so much money, and it all went for purposeful things. You let us spend our money on whatever we wanted, but you helped us say, hey, if you want to do this, this is what it. This is what you'll need yeah. to put your money to. So, so you and you learned to enjoy working too. Right. Oh yeah, we loved. It wasn't. It wasn't the the burden of going have to babysit or the burden. Josh, I would go around with actually with Josh doing his curb and can business, and he would give me a dollar for every. So he did. He was he was somewhat nice every <laughs> once in a while. Every once in a while. I tease about Josh. Josh and I are great friends, and we love each other. And I feel like in Her his mind, Josh that were... was probably very fair, because if God was getting a dollar, that was good That's enough all for I you. Need. Yep. <laughs> it probably was. He has such an amazing brain. That's probably what he thought. So. Charity and Josh were the two closest of our kids. They were always together, and then they were always at enmity one with another. It helped us learn to live with spouses. I think that's what it did. It really helped us to live with people who had opposite opinions of us and really, really helped us in life. So three things of teaching your child the attitude of gratitude is be thankful yourself, teach them how to be grateful, and then make them work for what they want. It's so important, and, and, and when they get it, they will appreciate it. By the way, if they're working for it, they will take care of it, and and they will be grateful. So thank you again. Thank you for joining me, Charity. It's always wonderful to be around you. Crystal, thank you again for hosting us on Tice Talks. I just want to remind you that this is Tice Talks, and it's more than a conversation. This has been episode 15, How to Develop an Attitude of Gratitude in Your Children. We're going through Pastor's book, How to um, Raise God's Kids in Sin City, also called Raising God's Kids in Sin City. And you can pick that up at davidtice.com, Pastor's website. Next time, we'll be talking about serving together. That is chapter three of the book. If you don't have it yet, again, go and get it at davidtice.com. Be sure to like, share, subscribe the podcast so that we can engage with you every other week here on Tice Talks.